Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to the final segment of this special focus KSL News Radio is paying to you race relations in Utah. Each segment of this hour, uh, plus many hours in the past, have been dedicated to conversations with uh, members of the African-American community and those with close proximity to it. If you've missed a moment of anything covered today, you can find it at kslnewsradio.com or download it wherever you get your podcasts. There is some incredibly valuable stuff. I'll admit to you that my eyes have been open to some understandings that I didn't quite have before these conversations began. I am grateful to uh, this station for uh, dedicating this time to these conversations. Without further ado... I'd like to introduce to you Melanie Davis. She joins me now. She is the uh, daughter-in-law of retired Pastor France Davis. She's also a mother, a wife, and a business owner, and a black woman here in Utah. Her professional uh, dedication is to child and family therapy and is the founder of Empath Healing and Wellness. Melanie, thank you for joining me. How are you? Absolutely. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, I'm pleased to have you here. Let's get right into it. As a, as a counselor... Uh, much of your practice is geared towards the black community here in Utah. Tell me, what are some of the common issues facing your clients when they come to you, and how do you remedy those issues? Absolutely. So, you know, we, we opened Empath Healing and Wellness about three years ago because we just saw a great need in the community to to reach out to the African-American population in Utah and offer really specialized mental health care for some of the stress that um, you know, people experience in the community, um, being a person of color and especially being a black person in, in Utah. Um, but some of the other dynamics around um, managing racism, um, mental health, uh, managing any depression and anxiety and things like that, and how there can be unique needs in the diverse community here in Utah. When your clients approach you and they begin to express these anxieties, what exactly are they saying to you? Um, well, I think I would say broadly, um, there is no one specific experience, right, that uh, a black person may have in Utah. Every person is unique and every experience is unique. Um, so I want to be really mindful not to speak on behalf of an entire community, um, but to say that, you know, across the board, there are varying um, issues that people encounter um, anywhere from everyday things. Um, everybody encounters um, life stress, um, anxiety, depression, work-life balance, things like that, to things that are very specific to 
being a black person in Utah, um, different uh, prejudices, um, some systemic barriers that are, you know, are getting a lot of light and attention right now that we're all learning more about um, and that people outside of community are also starting to learn about, you know, thanks to shows like this. Um, but we see those things play out in people's workplaces. We see them play out as they're, you know, living their everyday life, um, as we've seen a lot more in the media these days. So those things all come into a mental health space as someone is working on being healthier and processing emotion and going out and being really productive members of society like most of us are. Sure. As you interact with these clients who bring to you uh, various anxieties, as you mentioned, uh, stemming from prejudices or even some systemic issues, what type of advice do you give them for, for coping or, or, or healing from those wounds? Absolutely. Everyone is unique, um, but there is a lot of processing that goes on in kind of breaking down traumatic experiences that have happened in the Black community that vary from person to person, um, whether it's a client who's experienced um, profiling um, to clients who may be experiencing, um, you know, disparities in education settings here where you know, children are viewed differently, treated differently, educated differently than their white counterparts um, and trying to offer support and ways to navigate that that can be um, positive and educational for the entire environment that a child may be trying to thrive in. Um, I do a lot of work around around that, trying to create healthy learning spaces for children and healthy workspaces for um, black members of our community as they go into their less diverse workspaces and um, try to make them healthy and positive and affirming of um, diversity. Is Utah right now a healthy place for a black child to grow up? Ooh, that's a tricky question. Um, <laughs> you know, I grew up here in Utah. Are there things that are wonderful about um, raising a child here in Utah? Absolutely. Um, is there room to grow with diversity and education around anti-racism, which is something that there's a lot of dialogue around right now? Um, you know, we the big R word is a scary a scary word for a lot of people to hear, um, but the big thing that we're pushing, especially in the black community and in education and in workplaces, is learning how to have anti-racist practices. So when it comes to raising raising three beautiful black children here in Utah, when it comes to raising um, black children in Utah, there's really intentional things that you need to do and create to make it a place um, for children to be raised and feel good about themselves and have self-esteem and healthy sense of identity. And there are lots of people who are, I feel like, becoming aware now more so than ever of how critical that is to create that environment for black children here in Utah. Let's talk about children for a moment. And on a personal note, you, you are a mother. Uh, as your children grow and play and make friends and find their place in the Utah community at large, are there fears that you have? Uh, and how do you arm your children to combat these fears? Oh, sure. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of dialogue around, you know, how how black children are being taught and educated um, and and the things that parents are mindful of, um, 
when you have a black family of um, just educating children around differences, around ways that they may be viewed. Um, and I, I really love also redirecting question, this type of, you know, what are you doing? You know, what do you fear and how do you fear black children about um, being safe? Because that's a dialogue that definitely happens. Um, um, just to create awareness and knowledge around um, things that have been. But I think the biggest thing that I love to talk about is when it comes to this is how we want it to be. And that education does not just apply to black children. It applies to all of our children, right? Um, educating white children, black children, all children, and the adults that encounter and interact with them around implicit biases and being aware of seeing people for their intentions and what's accurately happening in a situation versus some of our biases and interpretations that we may have developed falsely. Um, narratives around black people may be false because um, that is some of the biggest things that create fear for black parents is some of the misinterpretations of the intentions of children and the intentions of black members of our community. Nalene Davis, thank you so much. Uh, you've been wonderful. You've been enlightening. You've been informative. Uh, you, you've helped me gain a better understanding of race relations in Utah. Uh, I wish we had more time to continue our conversation here. It's been wonderful. Maybe we'll find a chance in the future to continue. Uh, but again, thank you, Melanie Davis, founder of Empath Healing and Wellness, uh, also a mother, a wife, a business owner, and a black woman here in Utah. Melanie, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Great to see you. All right, likewise. We're going to take a quick break right here, get some news, and when we come back, we're going to uh, take a look at uh, some coronavirus topics, uh, specifically a vaccine. There is likely a vaccine on the way. The question I have for you is who should get it first? We'll go over that question and maybe some answers next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.